This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude. I wanted to eat everything. And I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I love particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to be at home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This week we have another throwback for you. I love this episode. This episode was originally recorded two years ago. Over the last couple of years, you guys have heard me talk about making God the CEO. You've heard about the transition um, after I got saved, saved, changing the podcast over to Blessed and Bossed Up. But I love this episode because this just allows you guys into what God was speaking to me in the moment as I was making the transition. I had no idea like 
no idea that I would be here at this point. Like back when this episode was recorded, I wasn't married yet. There was no anchored media. There were no sponsors for the podcast. I was in my waiting season. I was just confused, not knowing what it is that God had me doing, but just committed to whatever it is that he wanted to do. So I really love this episode because I think it breaks down really this whole idea of making God the CEO and allowing him to lead you in your business. And so I wanted to bring it back for you guys because I believe it'll provide a lot of value for you now. So without further ado, let's get into it. I'm like super excited to be talking to you guys today. I'm actually on Instagram live right now. So shout out to everybody on my live right now. If you're not following us, make sure you follow the podcast page on Instagram at Black Girl Bosses and follow me as well at Tatum Tamia on Instagram. But I was just telling them on the live what inspired this podcast episode. So this year, God has really, really been calling me to include him in this podcast. So I've told you guys before that there's going to be a name change in the podcast. I've already started incorporating elements of what God wants me to do by simply just including him in this show and not just including him in the conversations on the show, but including him in the preparation phase of the show. So I have like this running spreadsheet where I have like all of these business related episodes or business topics that I'm going to do episodes on or that I want to do episodes on or people that I talk to want to hear episodes on. But one thing I also do is I always ask God, like, okay, what do you want me to talk about on the podcast this week? You know, if there's anything that you want me to talk about, uh, talk to your people about, like, you know, let me know, disrupt my plans if you need to, so that I can be able to communicate what you want me to communicate effectively. And I just really want to let y'all know, like, when you really make God the CEO of your business, things change. And I'm going to tell you a little bit at the end, some of the practical things that I've been able to do simply in the last couple of weeks. I mean, we're just now into what, February? So just the things that I've been very intentional about within the first month of this year and how God has really just given me little winks that I'm on the right path. So what happened was the other day, or this was actually yesterday, I was watching a sermon. And this is something that I do all the time. And as I was watching this sermon, this thing just hit my spirit so hard that I was like burning up the eggs trying to get my pen, get my notebook, get something to write on so that I can get everything that I was feeling out on paper. So I have like two pages worth. I was showing them on my live. I have like two pages worth of chicken scratch because of how God was really just speaking to me through this sermon. And so I think the sermon is actually called Stride and it's by a pastor named, his first name is Mike. I don't know his last name because I just discovered him this week, but it's Pastor Mike from Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I'm going to actually include the link to that sermon in this episode in the show notes. So make sure you pay attention to that so you can get the link. And if you're on our email list, I'm going to send it to the email list as well. So you guys can kind of see the sermon that inspired this. And it's like a four part series. So I definitely suggest you check that out. So as I was listening to it, what I wrote down in my notebook was the real difference between having God as the CEO of your business and you being the CEO of your business. And I really wanted to get into this because 
I'm just now learning this year. So this is not like I'm sitting here talking to you from I've been doing this my whole life because I have not. I have just now learned this year what it really means to make God the CEO of your business. And I thought that I was doing it before, but I wasn't because I was using God as a consultant as opposed to making him truly in charge. When you make God in charge of your business, you no longer are in the driver's seat. You got to take your hands off. You got to get in the passenger seat. Just like you don't like anybody in your passenger seat telling you where to go and what to do or anything like that. You can't be that way as well when God is actually the CEO of your business. So imagine if you were driving somewhere and you and somebody was riding together and they didn't like what you was doing or they didn't understand the route that you was taking to wherever it is that y'all was going and they just put their hands on the steering wheel and turned it over to make a right. You're going to be looking at them like, what are you doing? First of all, who told you to touch my steering wheel in the first place? Let's get that clear. Second of all, like you could have killed us. You grabbing the steering wheel and moving us to where you think you should go. You could have killed us. You got us completely off track. Like what is going on? But it's the same thing when you don't make God the CEO of your business. You're that person in a passenger seat that's trying to take control of the wheel and move the car. And then just like that person will risk you guys getting into an accident by doing that, you're risking getting yourself into an accident, getting yourself into trouble, running yourself and your business into brick walls, running your business into financial troubles, running your business into situations where you're not reaching your target audience, running your business to the point where it's driving you crazy because you decided to put your hands on the steering wheel and not let God drive and be the CEO and really take you to where it is that you're trying to go. That's why it's so important to really understand practically. Like I'm a practical person. I don't like people to just pump me up and then just leave me on this high because then it's like, okay, well, when the high goes away, what am I supposed to do with this? So it's definitely important to grasp this concept of the difference between God being the CEO of your business and you being the CEO of your business. So I wanted to first talk about like what happens when you are the CEO of your business and not God. First things first, when you decide to start a business, it's probably because it probably came from like a passionate place. You know, you probably saw some type of need that needed to be filled or it was something that you were really passionate about and you wanted to start a business behind it. So you decided to start this business. Now, naturally, nobody's necessarily good at being the chief executive officer from day one, because that's a lot of administrative stuff. That's a lot of strategic planning. It's like a whole job to be a CEO, just the same way you can be a CEO without being an entrepreneur. Like it's an actual job that requires certain skills. And so a lot of the times we don't have those skills. Our skills are probably in whatever it is that our business is around. So because of that, we decide to like read books, take classes. We might get a business coach. We might, let's say, do any type of online course, or we just become a student of business so that we can learn to take this idea that we have or this baby that we just birthed and make it successful. Now, that's the natural way we go about things. I know a lot of you guys have done that as well. That's probably why you listen to this podcast, because you are probably new in business or you have an interest in business and you want to learn what it takes to actually get there. Now, that's what you do when you're the CEO of your business. Now, when God is the CEO of your business, you have a certain extra level of confidence there. 
Because then you're going to God as the source for what it is that you're supposed to do in your specific business. Now, when we think about the plan for our life, God already knows the beginning from the end. Like he already knows what it is you need to do to be successful. Like I told you guys a couple episodes ago, it's not just about him helping you find your husband or him healing your heart or him healing your body. He wants to be a part of every area of your life. It's not separate. And being a part of every area of your life includes your business. And so when you make God the CEO of your business, you're able to go to him directly and be like, hey, God, listen, so you gave me this idea. I know you didn't give me this idea for no reason. You know, I have this business that I'm starting, but I don't really know how to do this. What is it that you want me to do? What do I need to do next so that I can get to that promised land so I can get to the level of success that you have for me. You don't have to take certain classes. You don't have to read books. You don't have to have a coach. You don't have to have a lot of these things that you would naturally do when you're the CEO of your business. You can go straight to the source. Now, don't get me wrong. You still should do these other things, you know, because you want to be educated. You want to make sure that you also know the textbook business knowledge that you should have to make your dream successful. But When God is the CEO of your business and you have that relationship, you're able to eat the chicken and spit out the bones. So that means you're able to go and, let's say, take a certain class on business, but then know, like, oh, that don't apply to me because God said I didn't even have to go through that. Or, oh, that don't apply to me because God said that I needed to focus on the marketing because he was going to take care of the finances. Or, oh, God said that I should just focus on getting my speaking skills up because he was going to send me the opportunity. So I don't really got to worry about that. There's a certain level of extra strength, of extra confidence that you have, of extra intelligence that you have when God is the CEO of your business and you're able to go directly to him to get what it is you're looking for for your journey. Also, when you're the CEO of your business, you tend to disregard the source of the people who are teaching you. And what I mean by that is if you look at somebody when you're the CEO of your business. So, again, I'm taking God out of it for a second. When you're the CEO of your business, you tend to look at somebody and say, oh, she or he looks very successful. I want to go learn from them on how to be successful. Or this book sold 10 million copies and it's been known to help entrepreneurs make their first million dollars. So I'm going to purchase this book. But then, but you're not thinking, you don't take that second to think like, who's teaching them this stuff? So then you end up learning from somebody who don't even believe in what you believe in. Remember in a couple episodes ago, we talked about things like idolatry or things like people who are worshiping crystals or people who are witches and worshiping other gods and all of these things. You could be getting information from them. So their information is tainted. That information doesn't apply to you. It it doesn't belong in the same soil as your business. It doesn't belong in the soil of the seeds that you're planting because it's tainted. But because you're not in tune with God being the CEO of your business and you're relying on what it is that you want to do because you put your hands on a steering wheel and you just swerving up and down the highway all crazy, you're not even paying attention to that type of stuff. And a lot of times people are teaching you good information. They may be teaching you a combination of, let's say, their education, their experience. They may be teaching you good stuff, but you really have to pay attention to what the source is, though. I'm at the place in my business where I don't want to learn from anybody who doesn't have a relationship with God. 
if they don't have a foundation of God in their business, we don't have anything to talk about. Because I need to be able to know that you can hear from God enough to where if he needs to interject in our session, that that can happen. I need to know that if you may have planned to talk to me about sales that day, but God said, no, talk to her about her habits. I need to know that you can hear from God enough to interject what it is that you wanted to do and be able to connect to a place in me that nobody knows but God. You know what I mean? Like my last business coach, I need to know that I can give you a prayer request and you're praying to the same God that I'm praying to. You know what I mean? Like I need to know that we're on the same page spiritually. Otherwise, it ain't going to work with the business because my business is spiritual. You know, if we don't have somebody on the live set, if we don't have God in common and we don't have nothing, absolutely. But that doesn't mean we can't be cool, can be friends. That doesn't mean we can't be acquaintances. I don't mean we can't talk like that doesn't mean any of that. That just means if you're going to pour into me, whoever is pouring into you, it has to be the same God that I believe in. Period. Because I need to know that you have that spiritual foundation. I need to know that if I'm vulnerable with you and my business is a certain level of vulnerability, especially right now as it's still growing, you know, I need to know if I'm vulnerable with you, you're not going to feed me poison. You're not going to be having me out here eating the forbidden fruit and jacking the whole rest of the world up. You know what I mean? So that's the difference when you have God as the CEO of your business. You pay attention to stuff like that. Certain things you like, mm, and your discernment is so high, it may be the most successful person in the world, and you want to work with them. But the second you walk up to them, you're like, mm-mm, something ain't right. I can't. I can't. I don't care what you've done in this world. I don't care how much success you got. I don't care how much money you got. I really don't care. Something ain't right about you. So it's nothing for us to talk about. So it's just that level of discernment that you have when God is the CEO of your business. And that's just a word for y'all that's listening. Don't ever disregard the source of whoever is teaching you. Whoever that you sit down and be a student in front of, whoever you open up your business, your life, your heart, whatever, to pour into you in any kind of way, pay attention to the source of that. If you're planting something, the same thing I said before, if you're planting something, you don't want anybody to pour any type of poison on what it is that you're planning. So really just pay attention to that, y'all. I really wanted to make sure I said that twice so that you can take that home. This episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. Stamps.com brings all of the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. Whether you're a small business sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or you're just working from home and need to mail stuff out, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7. That's for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere that you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just leave it for your mail carrier, schedule a free package pickup, or drop it in the mailbox. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. Right now, my listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week free trial plus free postage, and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLESS. That's stamps.com, enter code BLESS. Let's get back to the show. Also, what happens when you're the CEO of your business is you feel like you got to outwork everybody. 
And when I tell y'all this was me, especially last year, and y'all can check the receipts and go back to previous episodes of the podcast, I have a huge work ethic. I promise you I can outwork anybody under the table easily. I have great discipline. My feelings have nothing to do with what I do. Therefore, if I don't feel like it, I will still get it done. Like, I promise you I can outwork everybody, and I have. But that's by me being the CEO of my business and not by God being the CEO of my business. And even though I was able to learn discipline, I was still misguided. Because you working that hard is a sign that you don't trust God to take you to where it is that you're going. You don't have to do as much when God is the CEO of your business. You just have to do what he says. And he's taking care of everything else for you. Like imagine having somebody that nobody even sees just out there making crooked paths straight, just out there leveling out the playing field of people that you think are way above you. Like imagine Somebody out there literally doing all of this stuff on your behalf to make sure that you're successful. That's out there doing this 24-7. And all they asked you to do was, hey, wake up a little earlier so you could pray before you start working in your business. That's all he asked you to do. And he's taking care of everything else. Like, that just gives you another level of confidence. And, I mean, that's just how I've been feeling the last month. It just gives me another level of confidence. Anytime my inner hustler comes up I gotta be like hey you need to chill go ahead and sign like no we gotta silence that that's not what we doing and to me to be honest every day I have to surrender to God and die to myself because I'm naturally an outwork everybody type of person my work ethic is unmatched but when God is the CEO of your business you gotta silence that and a lot of times we like to talk about the hustle right And so I decided to look up the word hustle because I've been kind of seeing and having this conversation a few times and people have different perspectives on the word hustle. Like some people be like, no, I got to hustle because I got to work. And I've said this on the show before. One of my favorite quotes was always Mark Cuban's quote. You have to work as if somebody else is working 24 seven to take it all away from you. I loved that quote. And I lived by that quote, and I'm emphasizing the ED on purpose. I lived by that quote because I felt like, you know, that's what I got to do. You know, I'm self-employed. I need to stay self-employed. I need to make sure I don't need to do anything but listen to God. It's a focus shift. You don't have to hustle as hard when you're being led by God because he's doing all the hustling for you. You just have to be obedient. So I decided to look up the hustle definition. So when I looked it up, I just had it up. Are any of y'all like me who have like 100,000 tabs on your computer for like no reason? That's me. So let me find this definition. Okay, so I looked it up. So the verb tense of to hustle is to force or to move hurriedly or unceremoniously in a specified direction or to obtain by forceful action. Now, listen, the force is the key word of the definition of hustle. The noun version is busy movement and activity. And it's also a fraud or a swindle. So if somebody says, oh, they hustled me, that means they swindled you. But most of us use hustle in the sense of we're forcing, we're busy, we're moving hurriedly in a certain direction, which is whatever level of success that we're working towards. Now, whenever I think of hustle, I also think of drug dealers. And so it's like, Drug dealers hustle and they move hurriedly because they're doing something illegal and they don't want to go to jail. 
So hopefully all of our businesses are legitimate so we don't have to be out here running towards something because we don't have to, you know. But anyway, this was my same mindset, feeling like I had to hustle because if I didn't hustle, I wasn't going to be successful. But God already promised me success. You know what I mean? God already told me what the end looked like. So all I got to do is be obedient to whatever the steps is that he says so that I can get there. I don't got to run. I have that luxury now. You know, it's a luxury to have God as the CEO of your business. Like, think about it, though. How dope is it to have somebody be the CEO of your business that created everything, that created every single thing? There's nobody more qualified, not even you, not even me, to be the CEO of our business. So it's a luxury for us to have somebody like God who's ready and willing to be the CEO of our business to actually be doing it. But for some reason, we want to be in that passenger seat just swerving over here, running our stuff into a ditch because we're trying to do it in our own strength. And that's just not what it is. And also, I wrote down here in my notes When you have a hustler's mentality, it's a sign that you're trying to be successful in your own strength. It's a sign that you don't trust God when you're hustling. Again, that quote says you work like you have to work as if somebody else is working 24-7 to take it all away from you. Like, I challenge that now. It's like you have to relax as if somebody is working 24-7 to make it all successful for you. That's the luxury you have when God is the CEO of your business. But when you're hustling and you feel like, no, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to get this money, otherwise ain't nobody going to get it but me. Like, I got, like, all of that is, is dumb because you don't have to. And sometimes we get caught up in that because when we think about entrepreneurship, especially in the very beginning, we think about the grind. We don't really think about this having God as the CEO of our business. We just have God as the consultant. Like once we win an award, we might say, yeah, I like to thank God, but that's it. We don't consult God or really let him drive us and take us where it is we need to go. But yeah, I wanted to really talk about that hustler's mentality is really a sign that you don't trust God. So for those of you who have that mentality or feel like you are living by that outwork everybody mantra like I was, I really challenge you to check where that comes from. Is it that you're scared that you're not going to be successful if you don't? Is it that you're scared if you go to bed at a decent hour because you're legitimately tired? Not because you work better at night, but you're legitimately tired. You can't go to bed because you feel like you haven't done enough. Like, really just stop and think about that stuff. Because it is definitely a sign that you're trying to do things in your own strength. And I tell you this by experience. You know, there's a time, I've said this on plenty of shows before, but there was a time where I would be exhausted by Wednesday because I was outworking everybody, even myself, (laughs) to the point where I'm exhausted and I'm living and dying by coffee because I'm too busy trying to make things happen when I don't have to. So, yeah, really check that for you guys who are struggling with that or you feel like you have to make things happen. That shows you God is not the CEO of your business. You're trying to be the CEO of your business, and you have to fix that to make sure that you're on the right path. Also, in the sermon, the preacher, he made like this super dope point. He has said that anything that you do fast, remember hustling is all about force and doing things hurriedly so fast. 
He said that anything you do fast causes damage. And I was like, ooh, that makes sense. So he was saying, like, imagine if you were running 20 miles per hour and you ran into a wall. That's probably going to hurt. But if you were walking into that wall, it really wouldn't affect you like that. Like when he said that, I thought about how a couple months ago I got into like this little car accident. It was a minor accident, thank God. But I was coming out of the gas station and I was pulling into like another lane. But I was going like really, really slow because the light was red. I had no reason to rush. I was just going home like it wasn't that big of a deal. So I was pulling into the lane and the other car was speeding. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I I really just didn't see him, to be honest. But I'm pulling slowly into the lane, and I hit the back of the car. And it wasn't no crazy collision because, remember, I was going slow. I think I knocked off, like, my front license plate. That's it. It was like a little scuff on my car, but one of those things you can just, like, get out in the wash. It wasn't no structural damage, but I knocked off my front license plate. But I was able to pick it up. My boyfriend at the time screwed the drink back on my car, so I didn't have to take my car to the shop, nothing. But if I would have been speeding out of that thing, rushing to get somewhere, I would have really hit that man and caused some structural damage to both his car and mine. And not had the luxury to be able to just go home and screw the license plate on and go about my day. So that really came to my mind. And even worse, I could have hurt myself or hurt him. You know, if I would have been going fast and racing, trying to get somewhere, but because I was taking my time and confident that my apartment was going to be there when I got there, confident that I didn't need to hurry up and do something before somebody else did, or I didn't have to work because somebody else is working to take from me. I could just take my time. I caused no damage to myself or the person. And I saved myself money because I have to pay no deductible to get my car fixed. So again, anything that you do fast causes damage. And I thought that this was just a really, really good point that he made. And he even went on to say, like, even when you're on your journey, let's say to your your success, you miss stuff when you're moving fast. You're trying to hurry up and put something out. So now you got typos. Now you're known as the brand who got typos or this book that can't nobody even really read because you were so rushed to put it out. There's typos in it. There's grammatical errors. It's not looking right. Or your website isn't really converting the way that you want it to because you didn't take the time to put the right systems in place like you should have. Or your emails aren't going through because you forgot to do X, Y, Z because you were in a rush to get it done. Like whenever you are in a rush to get something done, you always miss something. But instead, when you just take your time, you consult with God, like, all right, God, like, what you think? I'm thinking about putting out this book, and I want to talk about this, but what do you think? Should I talk about this, or should I talk about that? And let God really just tell you what to do, because why make mistakes that you don't have to make? You know, I always talk about one of the reasons I always invest in myself is because I don't need to touch the stove to know that it's hot. If somebody tells me, Tatum, the stove is hot, don't touch it. I'm just not going to touch it and go about my business. So the same thing to me applies with with making God the CEO of my business. I'm not trying to be hitting no brick walls if I don't have to. Like, if you know my end from my beginning, if you know everything already, can you just tell me what to do so I don't be out here wasting time and money and looking stupid and crazy? You know what I mean? So it's important that you really just take your time. It's no rush. Entrepreneurship is not a rush. What are we rushing for? What's the destination? Tell me, what's the destination? 
Is it six figures or is it to quit your job? Then we you quit your job, the destination is just going to change and you're going to start running to the next thing. Then let's say the next thing is six figures. Oh, then you made your six figures. Now what? It's not a destination. It's, it's a journey. And the way that you make your journey just beautiful and amazing and successful and worth it and fulfilling is by having God as the CEO of your business. Also, a lot of the times when we get into this hustler mentality and we're like grinding, grinding, grinding so hard and not really consulting God, we build up habits and things that aren't realistic to sustain. So if I was doing the same thing, and, and I'll actually give the example of when I was working in my outwork everybody mentality, a lot of things fell to the wayside, one of which being my health. I was not taking care of myself, was not working out nowhere. I was in front of my computer all the time, you know, gained weight, wasn't eating right. Like all of these things were going on because I was so focused on the hustle, thinking that getting to, let's say, the goal of self-employed was the finish line. So if I could just get there, then I can do this. Like, that's not how it works, you know, so... When we build up those habits, that's not going to work in the long haul. Thank God I'm in my 20s, so I'm generally healthy. And so me making bad decisions don't affect me as easily as someone who may be a little bit older. But stuff like that is not sustainable because what's the good of having business or entrepreneurial success if you don't love yourself? If your emotional or mental health is suffering or if your family is falling apart or you ain't talked to your mama in six months, like What's the point of it if you aren't able to be whole? You know what I mean? And that's really been put into perspective for me lately, especially with me being engaged and preparing to get married. I had to take a step back and be like, okay, Tatum, priorities are changing now. You know, you asked God for a husband. He gave him to you. Priorities are changing. The correct order is God family business. So your business can't be your husband. Is God first, family second, and business is third. So you need to act accordingly. You need to get in alignment with the correct order of things. And so I had to really take a look at some stuff and be like, all right, then I need to make time for God. I need to make time for my relationship and the family that I'm building and then make time for my business. This episode is brought to you by Handy. Since we've been quarantined, our homes have been seeing a lot of us right now. And I don't know about y'all, but my house was definitely starting to look like it. From cooking more with my husband being home to preparing things for the baby to now having the baby in the home, it was starting to get real around here. And if there's ever a time to keep your house clean or get it deep clean, it's right now. And Handy is here to help. Handy is the safe and easy way to book home cleanings on a schedule that works for you. Personally, my favorite three parts about Handy is one, the upfront pricing. So what you see is what you pay and you can pay right there in the app. You don't have to worry about cash or checks. And if you want to tip the professional, you can do it right there in the app. It's super convenient. You can get your home cleaned anytime from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m., seven days a week. Of course, depending on what's available. I also love that they have a handy happiness guarantee. 
So if someone has come in and they were supposed to do a deep clean and it looked like they didn't do nothing, if you take your white glove and you roll it around your house and it's still dirty and you're not satisfied with the quality of service, they'll book another professional to make it right at no extra charge. And for my listeners, Handy has a special limited time offer. Get your first three-hour cleaning for only $39 when you sign up for a cleaning plan. Like that's unheard of, you guys. Go to handy.com slash blessed and enter promo code blessed. That's a three hour, y'all, three whole hours home cleaning for $39 with a cleaning plan at handy.com slash blessed, promo code blessed. Terms and conditions apply. So visit Handy's website for more information. Handy, the most reliable name in house cleaning. Let's get back to the show. Because I've always known, though, if I was the most successful person in the world, it would mean nothing to me if I did not have a family. You know, if I didn't have children to leave stuff to, if I didn't have grandchildren to leave stuff to. Like, I know when I get old, the way I'm going to be able to tell if I'm happy with everything I've done with my life is if I'm able to leave my great, great grandkids something. You know, if I look back over my estate. Or even if I just look back over my life in general and my kids don't have to worry about Sally Mae banging down a door because I worked hard enough to provide their tuition. Or my kids know how to start a business that so they may not even want to or have to go to college at all. Or my kids now have are building up their own financial futures because they own property at a young age or they own equity and businesses at a young age. Or they're able to do things that a lot of other kids don't do because of the sacrifices that I made. Like, that's the stuff that matters to me. I don't work hard or want to be successful so that I can have a Chanel bag and a Porsche and a house in Potomac. Like, those are all things I want, of course, but that's not my drive. My tell of my success will, one, be if I please God, and two, for what I'm able to do with the generations after me. But I can't make long-term moves like that if I'm moving too fast. I can't be hustling for generational wealth. I can't be having a drug dealer's mentality thinking that I'm going to be able to leave my great-great-grandkids something. Name me any drug dealer that left a great-great-grandkid something. Tell me. They probably don't exist. I mean, they might. There's always an exception. But that type of stuff don't really exist like that. So I have to move strategically, and I have to have God in the driver's seat telling me where to go so that I can make sure I'm doing these things. You know, the Bible even says a wise person leaves the inheritance for their kids. So I know I'm on the right track. So it's important to not just be running so fast into something. I end up damaging myself or even worse, damaging the people that are going to come after me. So the next point that I have here is another reason why you have to make God the CEO of your business is you don't always know what's best for you. I mean, can we keep it real for a second? Look at like the people that you've dated. Look at your exes. Looking at your exes is a telltale sign that you do not always know what's best for you. Because I could look at mine and be like, I clearly didn't know what was best for anyone with the people that I was choosing. So (laughs) that is just a telltale sign that you don't always know what's best for you, but God does. And I always like to think, like, imagine if you spent years grinding for a dream that wasn't even yours. Like, that's real because we talked about 
I think it was the episode before last, we talked about like the comparison game. And a lot of times, especially now, people are getting into entrepreneurship because of the lifestyle. Like they want the freedom of their time. They don't want to be in a nine to five lifestyle. Like they see something, they were exposed to something that made them want to do this. So they went to pursue it. But because they didn't consult God or God wasn't the CEO of their life or anything like that, you end up hustling for a dream that's not even yours. You end up hustling for a destiny that doesn't even belong to you. It belongs to whoever inspired you to start it in the first place. So you always have to make sure, especially when we have all of these different influences, like the gateway to your heart is through your ears and your eyes. So we have all these different influences and things that we see on social media and things that we watch on TV and podcasts that we listen to or anything. We have all of these influences that we constantly have to check with God to make sure that what we're doing is the right thing. And it's so, so, so important so that we don't end up pursuing Janice's purpose. I don't know why I always use like a oh, that crazy day when I'm just talking about a person. But so we don't end up using Janice's vision or Janice's purpose and trying to pursue it for ourselves and wondering why it doesn't work. It's not working out because it's not for you. The reason why you don't know what's for you is because you're not including God in your plans. Instead, you're trying to do your own thing and then going to him and asking him to fix the mess that you made. You done messed around and put your hands on a steering wheel, turned in the wrong direction because you thought that that's where you were supposed to go. Now you ended up somewhere that you weren't even supposed to be at in the first place. Now you don't waste time, energy, money, sweat, tears, all of these things, your mental health, like all of this stuff, because you were pursuing something that was never even for you. And all you had to do was consult God. All you had to do was pray and make sure that you were on the right pace. That's all you had to do. And I know I make it sound easy. You might say, well, Tatum, that's easier said than done. Trust me, I know. Like, I was having my hands on the steering wheel my whole life. You know, I didn't start understanding this concept until a couple months ago. And the only reason I'm even talking about this now is because God tells me to talk about this stuff now. Otherwise, I would have kept this little stuff to myself. But it's important for us to talk about these things and understand the difference between us being a CEO of our business and God being a CEO of our business so we can be able to make the right choice and understand where we're making the mistakes. Because a lot of times we may think that God is the CEO of our business, but he's not. We just doing whatever we want to do and be like, oh, yeah, God told me to do it. No, he didn't. You told you to do that. But you wanted him to fix it when you messed it all up. But that's neither here nor there because I done messed up a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, and asked God to fix it. But God is so awesome, he will fix it. But then we just wasted all this time and energy trying to be something that we're not when all we had to do was truly make God the CEO of our business. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Mental health is so, so important, especially with everything that's going on in the world, getting used to this new normal, and then going to have to, of course, transition into something else as the world changes. It can be very mentally taxing to us as individuals. And so our mental health is just so important that we really take control of it right now. And we really take an active approach on making sure that we're mentally well. Counseling is here for you. BetterHelp is the world's largest e-counseling platform. 
So for me, with my busy schedule, it's sometimes really hard to research and make appointments with in-person counselors. So I need something that's very, very convenient and something that will easily integrate into my lifestyle. And I find myself sometimes, honestly, not even going to counseling at all because it's not typically offered at that level of convenience that I need. But with BetterHelp, they will connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It is super convenient, you guys. You can now get help on your own time and at your own pace. Also, BetterHelp is available worldwide. So no matter where you are on the globe, BetterHelp is available for you. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Anything that you share is totally confidential. And on top of all of that, you can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. So if you need to talk to somebody ASAP, BetterHelp will get you with someone in under 24 hours. And best of all, it's truly an affordable option. And on top of it being affordable already, Blessed and Bossed Up listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code BLESSED. So why not get started today, you guys? Go to betterhelp.com slash blessed. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and you get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. So I want to get practical. I definitely, definitely want to get practical because a lot of you may be saying this is easier said than done, Tatum. Like, I hear you, but I've been doing things my way my entire life. You may have been in business for a while. You may be older than me. Whatever the case may be, you may not necessarily know how to make God the CEO of your business. And so I want to give you some things that I've learned, some things that God has shared with me so that I can tell you some of the very practical things I do every single day to make sure God is and stays the CEO of my business. Because if I'm keeping it real with y'all, I'm the type where I'll be like, hey, God, I surrender it all to you. And then like halfway through the day, I'll be like, "Mm, can I get that back? Because I think that I should do this. So for me, it's constantly, consistently surrendering my business to God, making God the CEO of my business. Because I'll be like the Indian giver. Like I give it to him and try to take it back. Because that's just me. I'm the type that likes to be in control. Giving up control is difficult for me. It's very, very hard to trust something that you don't see is going on. Like this stuff is not easy by any means, but it's the only way. So some of the things that I've done is I really have to surrender daily to God. And what that means is I wake up, I used to wake up a lot later This year, I wasn't getting up until whenever I naturally woke up, which was about like seven o'clock. But God has been working with me like, don't think that making me the CEO of your business mean that you're about to be lazy. Don't think that you're about to be sleeping in until seven or eight o'clock because I'm taking care of things. No, you're going to get up and do something too, though. So one thing that God kind of got on me about recently was getting back up at 530. See, I know I used to wake up at five o'clock every single day. So He granted me some mercy with 30 minutes, Ugh, 30 minutes. Like, what's that going to do? Right. But um, but yeah, so God wanted me to wake up at 530 every day. So that's what I've been doing. And so when I wake up, I have this devotional that I say every single morning and I don't just say it like, you know how you just be halfway saying stuff like, all right, God, like 
God is grace, God is good, and we think, like, you know, the, the stuff that you can just murmur off but not really put your heart into it. I have a devotional that I say every single morning, and I make sure that I get my heart right before I say it. So even if that means I need to just get on my knees, just stay there for a couple minutes until I'm able to say it authentically, then that's just what it is I'm going to do. But I make sure I say this devotional every morning, and it's my way of surrendering to God every single day. So I pretty much just say, you know, God, first, I thank you for this day. I thank you for giving me another opportunity to live in my purpose. I know everybody didn't make it to another day of life. So I'm grateful for the opportunity to have another day of living out your gifts and living out the talents that you've given me and living out your purpose. And I always say, you know, God, today I minimize myself and I ask you to maximize yourself in me. I totally decrease myself completely so that you can live and work through me. I don't care what I have to do in my business today. I don't care what I have to do in my personal life today. I don't care what my to-do list or my goals look like, what my revenue goals say I should be doing. I don't even care what my clients may want me to do today, God. I ask that you only allow me to do the things that you want me to do. I surrender everything to you. And every single day, that's what I do. And that's my little paraphrase of it. But that's what I do. I just make sure I let God know that have your way with me. I know I have a plan. I know I have things that I want to do. Um, I know we're working on some stuff, but have your way with me. I'm willing to not make any money this month, this year, or anything if that means pleasing you. And it's hard to do that. And one of the things that God has challenged me with is understanding like the book of Jeremiah. So I like bought this little Bible study workbook. So it kind of helps you work through it. Because I personally, if I just read the Bible straight, I get sleepy. So I need like something that's keeping my mind in check. So Bible studies help me. And it was talking about how success for Jeremiah wasn't like riches and nice houses and nice clothes and nice things like that. It wasn't even praise or popularity because ain't nobody even like him for real. Like people was trying to kill him. They was not trying to hear anything he was trying to say. And all this man was doing was being a prophet for God and they was not having it. They put him in jail, like all of this stuff. And so what God wanted me to understand was success is not based off of whatever you think it is. Success is pleasing God. And sometimes that means doing away with whatever your version of success is and not only doing away with it, but being okay with that. Like, that's a tough decision if I'm being frank. Like, imagine if success meant only your basic needs are met. That's it. Nothing extra, nothing more, but God was so pleased with you. I don't know, y'all. Like, <laughs> I had to stop there for a second and be like, God, do you see this uh, million-dollar home on the background of my computer? Like, do you see this white Porsche panorama that I've been wanting for a long time? Like, you know, I like nice things, right? But I know that God has those things in store for me because the things that God has told me about, you know, just my life financially and impact wise have blown my mind. But I have to, in my heart, be comfortable with success, not looking like that in the material sense. And so that's a part of surrendering with God that takes a little bit of work. It definitely took some work with me, but that's a part of surrendering. So anyway, back to the schedule. Every morning I say that devotional to God to just let him know that have your way with me. I also pray. 
I pray for my family. I pray for people I don't want to pray for. Like, it's people that I don't really bang with like that. And God is like, pray for this person. People I ain't talked to in ages. Like, pray for this person. Like, for what? Last time I talked to her, you know, X, Y, Z. But he's like, no, pray for this person. So I do that. After I pray, I just sit there and be still. Somebody once told me, for as long as you talk to God, you need to actually listen. So for me, that's what I try to do. When I'm giving God all of my problems or whatever it is that I'm praying about at that time, I just sit and listen. And I always ask God, like, is there anything that I have planned today that you don't want me to do? And I wait for my answer. And then I also ask, is there anything that I don't have planned today that you want me to do? And sometimes it's like, I know for today, I haven't even done this yet, but God was like, call and check on your mom. And I was like, Man, I don't feel like calling her because <laughs> my mother is like a mother of the bridezilla right now. So she shows up in my house at whatever time she feels like it to talk about wedding stuff. So I don't really be trying to call her, but um, I'm going to call her today because that's what he wanted me to do. So just little things like that. It doesn't always have to be that deep, but things like that so that I can be able to actually hear from God and make sure my steps are ordered the way that it should. And something that the Bible says as well is God says that his word will never return back to him void. So I make sure, too, that I incorporate things that God has said in my prayers. So I'll say things like, you know, God, the Bible says that a wise person's steps is ordered by the Lord. So can you order my steps? Tell me what you want me to do today. Things like that. So I wasn't always a super spiritual person. My relationship with God is growing. I'm proud of myself and my growth. But it just takes consistency and dying to myself every single day and allowing God to use me. The next thing I do after I pray, this is still going on, by the way. (laughs) This is still like in the morning before I do any type of work or anything. So after that, I do like my Bible study. So I told y'all right now I'm studying the book of Jeremiah. So I have a book for the people that's on live. I'm going to pull it out and show y'all because it's literally right here. I have this book. It's a Bible study on Jeremiah. And so the person in this book, she kind of just like talks about different things that's going on in her life and applies it to the word. And it's like little assignments and little like questions where you can answer them and stuff like that. So I do that. And the great thing about the little Bible studies that I purchase, it's like broken up into days. So this is like a six week Bible study. And It's like day one, do this, day two, do this. And it's not that long. I could probably get through day one in like 30 minutes. So it's not overwhelming to the point where it gets like boring or anything like that. And then the last thing I do is I like to watch a sermon. So after I watch a sermon and take my notes, then I start my day. Then I start doing whatever it is I need to do. So that's kind of just like what surrendering daily to me looks like. Sometimes that takes a long time. Sometimes it doesn't. It depends. Sometimes I might watch a sermon right then and there. Sometimes the sermon waits until later on, but I do not start my day without surrendering to God and praying. Like that's something that I need to do first. My friend Tiana, who's been on the show a few times, she says that going to God, like the first thing in the morning and praying, it's like taking a probiotic as opposed to antibiotic. It's like taking your vitamins, getting the stuff in your system first before you get sick and have to take some type of antibiotic. So it's making you healthy. It's fighting against anything that may come and mess up your day, mess up your health or whatever. So I I love when she uses that analogy. And that's how I feel about that as well. This episode is brought to you by Issue. 
If you're creative, then you know that once you're done editing content, now you have to reformat it and reformat it and reformat it again so that it fits every single platform that you're posting. But with Issue, after you make it one time, it's ready to post everywhere. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital publications from brochures to magazines to sales collateral and more. It's perfect for creators, marketers, designers, educators, publishers, or anybody that wants to make eye-catching content. And with Issue, you create it once and distribute it everywhere. So everything is optimized to post on your website and social platforms like Instagram and Facebook. They even help you jazz your content up a little bit so you can make those animated Instagram stories that we all like to see. And best of all, it's free to get started with Issue. So go to issue.info slash blessed to sign up for your free account. That's I-S-S-U-U dot info slash blessed to sign up and let them know that you heard about it from our show. Remember, that's info, you guys, not dot com. Go to issue.info slash blessed to set up your free account today. Let's get back to the show. And lastly, I wanted to talk a little bit about how God will give you instructions and then give you winks to make sure that you're on the right path. So, for example, God gave me an idea. I was actually moving to the place I'm at now and I was in a car and God always gives me like business ideas. He never gives me the business ideas while I'm asking for something or while I'm like in my quiet time. He always gives me the ideas when I'm like doing something else. So driving or something where I'm not too distracted. So he gave me this idea. He said, hey, I need you to do a journal, a prayer journal specifically for entrepreneurs. And I was like, what? Okay, I don't really know what that looked like, though. But all right. So I have like a little section in my phone where I write down ideas. And so I was like, all right. So I just wrote it down. I went about my day. And that's another thing. You don't have to always just implement what God tells you. Sometimes he gives you an idea that you're not supposed to run and do at that moment. It's supposed to be for later. So I always ask God as well, like, when am I supposed to do this, though? (laughs) So because I was driving, I ain't really ponder on it too much. I just typed it in my phone real quick. So later on, I had asked God, like, all right, I like that. So when do I need to do that though? Because that sounds hard. That sounds like it's a lot going on. And so God was like, do that ASAP. I said, all right, cool. So the whole month of January, I was working on this journal. So as I was planning out the journal, I was like, okay, God, we're planning out what this prayer journal is going to look like, what needs to go in it. And so God is telling me what needs to go in it. I'm crafting out like how this journal is going to go and like the next day I reached out to the designer I said hey this is what I'm doing how much you charge Uh, you know I don't care how much let's get this done and so we got it done and I'm waiting for her to send me the final proofs but that's something that's going to be coming out this month it's called God is my CEO a prayer journal for entrepreneurs and so the thing I love about this journal one is that it wasn't my idea so it's not something that I wanted to do it's not like oh I said last year in 2018, I'm going to do a prayer journal. I tell y'all about my prayer journals all the time, but I never was going to do one for myself. But God told me to do it, so I'm going to do it. And so that'll be done. So that's what happens when God is the CEO of your business. He gives you great ideas. And so over the time, as me and the graphic designer are going back and forth on like the cover, what it looks like, because I know I'm fancy, like it got to be cute. So I'm like, you know, we're going back and forth. I'm asking God, like, all right, well, how am I going to roll this out, though? Now, remember, 
God had told me last year that the podcast name was going to be changed. I didn't know what it was going to be changed to. And I didn't know how that was going to affect the show. So I fasted about it. I kept praying about it. I had people that I trusted praying about it. And one person that fasted for it with me and prayed about it was like, you have to change the name, change the brand and change the messaging some because God is going to use you to speak specifically to entrepreneurs. Of course, you're going to be great in the business part, but you have to include God in it so that people could understand what it really means to let God be the CEO of your business. So I was kind of like, what? All right. Okay. Whatever. So if you guys haven't been able to tell thus far with the last couple of weeks, I've been, I haven't changed a name yet because God also gave me the strategy. I have the name, but God also gave me the strategy to how I was going to introduce the new name as well as introduce the journal with the new name. So it's awesome because he gave me the strategy on how I was going to be able to do it. He told me I was going to do it last year, but if I would have just took what he said and did it my own thing with it, then I would have still been wrong. If I would have been like, he changed the name of the podcast, all right, or you have to change the name of the podcast. So now I'm like coming up with little cute names that needs to happen as opposed to just waiting. So when he told me like, that's what you're going to be doing, I was like, all right, well, I'll wait for you to tell me how I'm going to be doing it then. And so I waited. I'm not in no rush. You know, you're ordering my steps. So then he told me the next thing, do this journal. What? All right. I guess I'm doing a prayer journal for entrepreneurs. And then I do the journal. He was like, okay, so now to introduce the journal, you need to do this. And this is how you get your listeners excited and engaged based off of the journal, based off of the new name, based off of everything I'm telling you to do. I'm like, okay. So I have outlined and you guys are here soon. Once the journal is finished with the designer, I can be able to accept pre-orders and tell you guys what we're going to be doing to introduce all of this new stuff. But this is all God just telling me one step at a time what to do as far as the business goes. But then also telling me, like, I'm going to tell you what to do with your business, but I need you to be consistent in letting me into your business. I need you to consistently work on focus on me. I need you to shift your focus to just me and I will tell you everything that you need to do. And that's the hardest thing ever ever okay but that's just something that I'm being obedient and it's so awesome to see how he really does give you the strategy in your business as well like I'm not just telling you this stuff because it sounds good I'm telling you it because I'm living it at this moment and if I'm being even more transparent with you guys when it came to changing the podcast to including God and what it's going to be changed to it was like like the podcast is doing well God we're doing well as is like What's going to happen from there? Like, I'm afraid that the brand is going to falter or the show isn't going to do as well because of this change. Like, what if people decide I don't want to be hearing about God in my business and they just don't listen? And God was like, <laughs> then they just won't listen. It's okay if you're not for everybody, but you want to reach who I need you to reach. And that also goes back to me having to change my perception of success. It's not about the numbers. It's about pleasing God. And because my focus is pleasing God, he's going to bless me with the other things that I want as well. The numbers, the money, the nice things, the influence, like all of these things he's going to bless you with as well because you were obedient in what he told you to do. 
And so the same thing for me. And so what's interesting, like I said, if y'all haven't been able to tell, I've really been intentional, even though we haven't changed the show name or anything yet. I've been intentional about making the content being what God wants it to be. And God is so good because he has a way of giving you little winks, right? To be like, hey, you're doing the right thing. And within this January alone, our audience doubled for this podcast. Doubled. I have not spent one dollar on advertising for this show at all. So, of course, you have like when it comes to podcast numbers, you have like your streams. So you have like the amount of people who stream the show online. But streams aren't really loyal because somebody could like click on it and that counts as a listen. But they didn't really actually listen to the show and they may not ever listen again. But that counts. The money is in the audience, the monthly audience. So your monthly audience is the amount of people who are subscribed to your show and who download multiple episodes. So people who actually are listening to you consistently. That's where the money is because that's where advertisers come in. You can sell those type of numbers to get advertisers on your show. So our audience doubled in January. We went from like, 10,000 or so people listening consistently every month to 20,000 in January, just January. And I was like, oh my God, like it blew my mind. I'm almost tearing up thinking about it because every day it's very draining and taxing when you're making a transition from you being a CEO of your business to God being a CEO of your business, because you constantly, constantly have to put yourself in check. You have to put yourself in the subordinate role to God. And it's not easy. It's hard. It's difficult. It takes consistency. It's something that I have to do multiple times a day. I have to check my thoughts. I have to check what I say. I have to check everything to make sure that I'm still in line. I have to change the way I do things. I can't watch as much stuff on TV as I once did because it's impacting my mind or it's impacting what I say. I mean, like, think about it. We all have those people who we may cuss a little bit more around, right? It's because they bring that out of you. Like, how do we magically not cuss when our parents is around, but the second our best friend walk into the room, you know, it's like over. It's because we're able to adjust to whatever our influence is at that time. So because our parents have a certain level of respect, we may not be cussing as much around them, but our friend brings that out of us. So we doing hood right things with our friends, right? So for me, I had to make sure that I checked my influences too. And I continuously check my influences. So making sure I watch sermons, listen to Christian podcasts, listen to God's word as much as possible so that I can make sure I'm being influenced and guided by the right things. So that's all I really wanted to talk about, you guys. Definitely stay on the lookout for the God is my CEO prayer journal for entrepreneurs. I should be getting it back hopefully either today or early next week from the designers so that I can start taking pre-orders and kind of introduce all the really, really cool things we're going to be doing as a podcast community. I'm going to be traveling a couple places this year. And one thing I want to do is like meetups with you guys. So I'll probably find like places where, I don't know, they have like a nice happy hour or something. So we can just meet up in person. You know, I'm sitting literally at my dining room table talking in the microphone, but we're reaching so many people. I want to be able to hug you guys and one, just say thank you for listening to the show every week and two, get to know you guys as well. So yeah, so be on the lookout for that. I'm definitely going to be in Atlanta in May. So that's a definite. And I'm also definitely going to be in Denver 
in July. So if you live in Denver, send me a DM at Tatum Tamia and let's meet up. I'm going to be at the I'm going to be at the Women Evolve Conference by Sarah Jakes Roberts. I'm not speaking or anything. I'm just going as an attendee. So I'm going to be there. So if you're going, let me know so we can get together. But yeah, that's it for the topic of today. I'm going to come back with questions. And I am back with questions. As usual, you guys, if you want to get your question answered on the show, go to www.blackgirlbosses.com and click on the Ask a Boss tab to submit your question and I will answer it here. So this question comes from Anonymous. It says, I'm an MFA Masters of Fine Arts student who wants to own my own photo and video editing business. However, I'm overwhelmed by all of the information out now about entrepreneurship. I'm not quite sure about the specific, in all caps, specific steps I need to take in order to get the ball rolling. Any suggestions? Yeah, so, I mean, my first suggestion most definitely would be to do your research. And when I say do your research, I mean do your research specifically on a photo and video editing business. What does that mean? What services do you want to offer Are you going to take the photos and edit them or are people going to take their own photos and you edit them for them? Are you going to be partnering with photographers and you maybe increase their turnaround time by doing the editing for them? Are you going to partner with like a production company and you do the editing portion and they do the recording? So really figuring out what a photo and video editing business means for you and really getting those details out the way. A great practice is a business plan. Business plans are super old school and a lot of people say you don't need a business plan. Now, I do agree you don't need a business plan, but if you're struggling on where to start and you don't even know like what it is that you need to know about your industry or anything like that, doing a business plan is always a great practice. You're not submitting it submitting it to anyone for a grade unless you're looking for, let's say, investors. But yeah, doing a business plan allows you to really think out the details of your business. So you can Google online for business plan templates and you can just take that and run with it because with the business plan, you're able to do your market research. You're able to, to define the goals for your company. You're able to define your specific products and services, your target audience, like all of these things. A business plan is always, always, always a good start to form your business because of the detailed questions that it requires you to answer. So that would be my suggestion. And don't get so caught up in all of the entrepreneurship stuff that you see out there. Figure out what you need first. So that way you're able to decipher what it is that you can feed into that you see and what doesn't necessarily apply to you. So yes, do that business plan. The next question says, When did you know it was time to invest in a business coach? So I hired a business coach very early in my entrepreneurial journey because I just did not want to be out here making mistakes and wasting money and not reaching my goals. I understood that I knew what I wanted to do in my business at that time. I knew that I wanted to be self-employed one day, but I had no idea like that in between. Like I had no clue how I was going to get from what was in my head to what I wanted. And so I hired a business coach because I'm a firm believer in I don't need to touch the stove to know that it's hot. 
I'm a rebel, but not that much. So I would prefer to kind of just work with somebody who's been in my shoes, who can guide me in the right way. And so, yeah, I knew it was time because I didn't want to waste time. I had a sense of urgency about my goals. And so I invested in a business coach and I continue to invest in myself, invest in coaches, invest in things, invest in conferences. I invest in myself a lot. So I knew it was time from the very beginning. I just didn't want to waste any time or money and just be out here five years later upset because I'm still at a job and and trying to Google my way to success. That wasn't going to work for me. And I think that's it for the questions, you guys. So submit a question. I know we covered a lot today, so I didn't want to do too many questions, but make sure you go to blackgirlbosses.com and submit your questions. You can also send me a DM at Tatum Tamia. You can send a DM to the podcast at Black Girl Bosses. But just make sure you're reaching out so that I can answer your questions. All right, you guys. And also make sure that you submit your wins of the week. So go to BlackGirlBosses.com and submit your wins of the week so we can bring back that all I do is win music and celebrate you guys and all the amazing things that you're accomplishing. All right. I will talk to you guys next week.